Simmons and John Blanford. Welcome to Hacker Public Radio to talk about Linux Fest Northwest. Carl, this is not the first Linux Fest Northwest, is it? Um, it is not the first year for Linux Fest. It will be the 13th year. Um, it actually started, the discussions about Linux Fest started in 1999, and the first one was held in the year 2000, and John was actually part of the crew that started it. I wasn't. All right, our, our first three fests, like the first three fests or so, were mostly local events. So I think the very first fest we had at most, maybe 50 people showed up, and they were all our relatives, mostly. <laughs> but every year it uh, it grew a little bit, and we started getting uh, you know a lot of folks coming up from Seattle and down from the Vancouver, uh, Vancouver Canada area. And I think around 2003, 2004, we decided to go regional, and we named it Linux Fest Northwest, and it really took off. So... Tell us the dates of the Linux Fest Northwest for 2012. Um, it's the last weekend in April. Um, that's the that's the way we describe it. And this year that will be Saturday and Sunday, April 28th and 29th. What are the admission costs for attending Linux Fest Northwest? Okay, um, there is no admission cost. Um, there's an expo with uh, quite a number of um, commercial exhibits and uh, nonprofits, educational institutions, and the like, and then uh, a whole host of presentations. And the there is no admission cost for that. It's free. Can you tell us how people can support the Linux Fest Northwest with a sponsorship? So um, there's different levels of sponsorship. The one that I think that you're referring to that will be interesting to Hacker Public Radio listeners, we call it an individual supporter. Um, and the way to think about it is like a public, a regular public radio uh, sponsor, where um, for $60 uh, people can um, support the fest financially, but then as part of the $60, they get um, the lunches paid for both days. Uh, it's a gourmet lunch from um, the culinary department at the college and um, a T-shirt, uh, name badge. So it, it really the way we think about it is these are people who are really um, supporting the fest and, and jumping in and participating fully. Well, I was just going to say on, on sponsorship, I like to uh, always mention our most important sponsor, and that's Billingham Technical College, which is uh, where we hold the fest is a college campus, and the college, Billingham Technical College, gives us access to the campus, uh, college for free. So they're really our, our number one sponsor. They're, there's what enables us to not charge admission for, for everyone that comes because we get our facilities for free. And then we also have, you know, businesses that uh, do various sponsorship levels. We have uh, platinum and gold and silver sponsors also that help defray the rest of the cost uh, for the fest. Okay. And why don't we talk a little bit about your sponsors and give them a little press time here, those that are supporting the fest. 
Well, our platinum sponsors are uh, Kaltura and uh, SkySQL and MariaDB. So those are our uh, big guys. And then for uh, our gold sponsors, we have, let's see, we have OpenSUSE, uh, CloudStack, the Parsec Group, and the Oracle Technology Network are our gold sponsors. And I think we have maybe six or seven silver sponsors too besides that and then a bunch of as Carl was saying the individual sponsors where people can contribute and also get uh, you know get their lunches as part of the, uh, the contribution okay and so that sounds real good so the um, fest is sounds to be heavily sponsored and like you get you have a lot of support going on there so there's um I'm looking here at the um, track layout for the fest, and I see over 101 sessions planned. And um, so, um, can you maybe highlight some of your favorites and some of the um, tracks that are going on? And we can talk about them. And I, I have some favorites I want to share here, just from going through the list that I'm interested in. Oh my gosh, David, that, <clears throat> you're asking hard questions now. Um, the first thing I should say is that we have. The response to our call for presentations or call for papers has has grown every year, and uh, part of part of the attraction of Linux Fest Northwest is um, whatever you want to present on, whatever you're interested in. There's probably somebody else that's interested in that as well. So sign up and let's see how it goes. Um, sometime in the next week or so, um, there will be a meeting of the presentation committee, and we will winnow down those um, presentations based on um, how hot the topic is in uh, how you know how much press it's gotten how how appropriate it is to open source and there's a team of people who work on that who bring together several different perspectives so you know I it always surprises me what people uh, what people do at Linux Fest I think my favorite last year was a presentation on blender and it went so well that um, Oscar Bachler is back this year with uh, another Blender presentation. And he actually takes people through how you build a 3D model and meshes and all that kind of stuff with Blender, which is, as you know, a superstar in the open source world. Uh, so, you know, I like those. Um, the other thing that I really like that we've done for several years is called the Tutorium, where people can come in and we will... You, it can be an install fest, or people can ask questions. Um, just the whole idea of Linux Fest Northwest is that we want to serve the community. And um, that's where it started, and that's how we like it. You know, that's an underpinning philosophy of the fest. All right, I think, you know, it's really difficult to pick out a few because we have, as Carl said, we have so many you know, presentations that will be going on. Uh, one that caught my eye that I really like to go to is uh, Jesse Keating, and I think he has a co-presenter that's going to work with it on. But they're going to do a uh, two-hour session on Git, the open source uh, version control system. And they're going to spend two hours and really get into some of the details. And uh, I, because I'm one of the organizers, I hardly ever get a chance to see a presentation, but I'm going to try and get away and, and see this one because that one sounds very interesting to me. John, I, I would just say that Jesse Keating is a name that people probably know pretty well. Do you, 
Could you say a little background about Jesse? Well, I'll probably mangle it because I don't know exactly, but Justin Keating working, works for uh, Red Hat, and he's one of the Fedora guys and uh, uh, has been one of the top Fedora organizers, I guess we, we'd call him, uh, for quite a while. And unfortunately, I don't remember all the other details, but uh, that's who he is. Anyone, anyone in the Fedora community would certainly recognize Jesse. Well, the reason I bring it up is because one of the things that still amazes me about Linux Fest Northwest is the people that that are attracted to come and participate. So, you know, we have people. I know there are people that are traveling from Germany and Holland this year to participate. Um, a couple of years ago, uh, Monty Vidanius, who's the you know one of the leaders of the original. MySQL was here, and we, there, it's, it's amazing to be in the hall and see people that you know are luminaries in the open source world, and you can just go up and start, you know, talking, talking shop with these people. Um, it, it's really um, um, an amazing open, open source community-driven event. I think the other thing that I liked, uh, you know, uh, is it sort of uh, uh, gives you a, a, the pulse of what's going on in the tech world and the open source world. I would really be interesting to do a uh, like an analysis of our talks because we've got thirteen or you know, twelve years of of talks and see how those have changed. But you definitely see the the trends. Like this year, I was just checking out the site here. We have seven uh, uh, talks all about the cloud. So obviously the cloud is a is a big uh, thing. So you, that's another thing is you can see these sort of trends coming up in, with the fast. Well, John, I, I'm so glad you brought that up. I was going to say something about it. Um, one of uh, two of those presentations are about own cloud, and own cloud is a uh, an open source uh, cloud implementation that you can put on your own server. And one of the things I like about it is it came out of KDE. Which I'm, I'm a KDE fanboy, and um, so this really shows the power of an open source community. And OwnCloud has just taken; it's just gone crazy with the number of installations and the like. And it really fits in an open source kind of mentality. Well, I'm I'm interested in OwnCloud myself, and I've heard a presentation on this on Hacker Public Radio. Also, there was a nice I um, can't remember the exact episode, but it's out there, and so seeing that on the schedule is really interesting to me. And I also see here there's, um, I'm going to think I'm pronouncing this correctly, is Fedina Open Source School Management System, and it, that talk is going to come, I guess, to the special. I don't know. I remember it when I'm part of the uh, session committee, so I do remember uh, looking at it, but I don't remember the details. Uh, I do know that there was, I noticed as a trend, there was three or four talks all about open source and education this year. So that seems to be another one of these sort of mini trends that's uh, occurring. Yes, and I noticed that too, and I see there's um, several proposed sessions here then for um, Drupal, and then I see one for Joomla, and then, of course, what goes along with that, MySQL and some 
other database systems. Right. We're, we've, um, we've got a heavy amount of uh, web development stuff because there's so many people in our community, you know, do that. And so I noticed that, yeah, those ones about Drupal and about Joomla. There's also stuff on jQuery. I see one on that and uh, a few other things. The Git one obviously goes in that sort of category also. So, yeah, some, some development stuff in there too. So, so Dave, there's one other one I want to call attention to. There's, If we're lucky, um, we're going to have the author, George Dyson, um, uh, make a presentation. He, he may be in London promoting his book. Um, that talks about well his his father, the, his father's name was Freeman Dyson, and uh, Freeman Dyson was one of the people who was around when computers were coming up and and the Manhattan Project was going. So George Dyson was a young fella at the Princeton um, Advanced Institute, and he has this marvelous story about the history of computing, and um, so if we're lucky. We'll get to have George Dyson, and the cool thing is that he lives in Bellingham, and he um, he builds canoes, uh, old like replicas of ancient canoes, and then he's this geek historian, science historian, and just fascinating, a not to be missed presentation. It's very very good. Yeah, yeah, I definitely hope we uh, we get to see that one. I think another one uh, that I just came across, I'm just going through the session list, and this is a, a good one. I mean, it's not all just techie stuff and serious things. We also have some fun things. So Alpha Geek, which is a trivia contest that is run by a guy named Chuck Wobler, and he's done it for, oh, a number of years. I, I forgot how many years Chuck has been doing this, but it's always one of the, the favorites of festgoers. And uh, um, I, maybe you can describe it a bit, Carl, what they do at the Alpha Geek. You know, I've never been there, but but I, really? okay. I have never been there. But I hear people talking about it. That you know, <laughs> like um, somebody just lost because they couldn't remember what the formula was for for like titanium or something. It, he really does a great job of pulling together questions and having a lot of fun. Yeah. Well, I haven't been to it either. That's why I was hoping that you could describe it for me. But, yeah, people are always telling me how much fun they had at Alpha Geek. So that's certainly one to look for. Well, John, John uh, we would be remiss if we didn't bring this up as well. Maybe we can segue into another interesting thing. We have a presentation called Free as in Speech, Brewing as in Beer. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So you, you know, Dave, that, um, that Linux and, and this crowd runs on beer. Well, we have a, a company from from your neck of the woods, just across the Columbia River. Um, I don't know what their official name is, but we call them the Backyard Brewers. And they they bring their setup, the way they brew beer, using Linux automation to do virtually all parts of the, of the brewing process. And then they bring um, brews that they've, um, that they've already made. And so there's a, a range of beer from just barely beer to the best um, porters and stout that you've ever drank. And then they also bring root beer and um, other lightly fermented things. So they, are, they will have a presentation, and they will also be, be the people who supply drinks at the Saturday evening party at the Radio Museum. We won't get into that quite yet, but quite, we have quite um, a party planned. 
Yeah, their, their presentation should be pretty good. They've done this the last couple of years, and we have uh, at the community college, we have one room that's, uh, uh, we call it the morgue, but it's a place where uh, where people are taught about culinary stuff, so it's already set up for to be a kitchen. And they brew the whole day, so all day Saturday they'll be brewing in that uh, that room, and you can just walk in and uh, talk to the brewers and watch the brewing process. And uh, I've heard that this year they're going to be brewing a barley wine, which is a sort of advanced, advanced, uh, difficult kind of thing to brew, very high alcohol kind of beer. So it'll be interesting to uh, talk to them about that. Well, I have a question about the brewing. It's you say it's driven um, with Linux software. Then is that software open source? Then where people can um, get that and use it yes. themselves? Yeah, I think it is. I, we, we have to find out from the guys that were doing it. He originally started out very simple. He told me that uh, I think it was Kurt, uh, one of the two brewers, and it was really just a series of shell scripts that uh, talked to uh, some automation equipment. But I think he's been improving it uh, every year, and yeah, I think they they even either have open sourced it or will open source it. But I don't, I don't know the name of the project. Well, you know, there, as many uh, open source people, they're they're exceptionally generous and willing to share. Um, I've seen them share a lot, so they're really good people to have involved. That that sounds like a great addition to the um, Linux Fest Northwest. So I'm looking forward to seeing that myself. Oh yeah. Now. Well, I'm going to ask you um, about the session notes and recordings that might be available to people who won't be able to make it to Linux Fest Northwest. And will there be any type of um, recordings put online or anything or um, session notes available on the website after the fest is over? Well, we, we give the um, presenters a chance to upload their, you know, their slides and all uh, and attach them to their sessions. So after the fest, if you go through the uh, uh, schedule and look at the, each of the sessions, they should have the uh, uh, slides attached to them, uploaded to them. As far as the video stuff, that's something that we've always been a little uh, haphazard about. We don't have a really good procedure for vid videotaping our sessions at this point. Um, in the past, people have informally done that, and we collect links to various videos that people have done of sessions and provide uh, uh, links on the website for that. We're hoping that this year we'll get our act together and have more of the sessions sort of formally uh, videotaped, but uh, uh, you'll have to watch this space. We're not quite sure what's going to happen with that, but hopefully we'll do a better job this year. Well, that's real, real good, and I want to ask how many volunteers does it take to run Linux Fest Northwest? Oh, my goodness. So um, throughout the year, there's a core group of uh, ranges between, I'm going to say, 8 and 12 people who are the kind of steering committee, organizing committee. And uh, John and I both participate in that, and uh, John has been doing that since it's since the fest started. And I, I don't know. I've been doing it five or six or seven. I, I don't even know. Several years. So during the year, you know, we we talk about the fest and what we need to do and and plan to go to OSCON and things like that. When fest arrives, um, we. Uh, we work with students at Bellingham Technical College who are in the computer networking department. And um, they, the uh, faculty, we work very closely with the faculty uh, to use the FEST as another training vehicle for those students. 
And so um, the faculty give the students, uh, so Saturday and Sunday are assigned days, and then they have the following Tuesday and Wednesday off. Um, the entire FEST network is designed and installed by a group of students. Um, all of the administrative tasks are um, done and to some extent managed by students. Uh, but of course, there's a little bit of management training that goes into this, and so um, you know we're we're very close. Uh, we keep a close eye on how things are going so that it goes smoothly for the attendees um, and the exhibitors and the speakers. So altogether, um, I don't know exactly how many we will have this year, but last year we had over a hundred volunteers. Um, actually, I've been calling them student assistants because they really um, they're fact their instructors volunteered them they didn't volunteer so student assistance we have about a hundred people who are involved and if you go to the fest um, we try and give almost all our volunteers red staff shirts so if you ever have a question like that there's always a guy with a red shirt around someplace they can answer questions or help you with stuff so we're real proud that we have a good crew of uh, student assistants or volunteers that uh, help everyone out Well, that sounds real good, and um, we started to talk a little bit about the social side of the Linux Fest Northwest. I know it's only a two-day event, but there is um, apparently a party going on on Saturday. Well, you know, we start out on Friday. Um, the local uh, technology alliance group is, a, is an advocacy group for Bellingham and Northwest Washington. They have um, joined with Linux Fest Northwest to do uh, what is called uh, Tech Night. And this is an event where um, people who are in the tech industry from all around town, um, managers, um, workers, etc. Um, it's a job fair, uh, a meet and greet. Uh, there are things to eat and drink. Uh, so there's kind of a social, uh, a social event that that's on Friday night that's kind of like a gateway event into Linux Fest Northwest. Um, it was a hit last year, which was the first year. Um, several people got jobs right at that event, so quite a success. Then on Saturday night, um, we, when we went to a two-day event from Saturday to Saturday and Sunday, we wanted to have something for people to do that Saturday evening, and so um, we have a Saturday evening event since then. It's been probably six years that we've done that. This year we're moving back to um, the what's referred to as the Spark Museum of Electrical Invention. And the URL for that is amre.us. So and I just ask anybody who's listening, they should go to that website and check this out because um, there will be things like at some time in the evening they will fire off uh, a Tesla coil that shoots a lightning bolt uh, probably 10 feet uh, that's as big around as your arm. There's a theremin um, like the Beach Boys use that you can play with. There are um, guides for the, for the museum who will explain everything that's in the museum. Um, uh, Edison, things that Edison did in Faraday. Um, just like going back through the history of electricity and radio and um, 
explicit um, displays and explanations of how things, how these things came to be. It is the perfect Saturday event for a bunch of geeks. But there will also be appetizers and uh, beer from the Linux automation people, uh, and then we're gonna we'll put together some information about um, all the restaurants. Uh, that are available within walking distance of the Radio Museum so people can get out and enjoy uh, downtown Bellingham, which is a, just a dear, uh, a dear small place where people get along and, and treat each other with respect. And uh, so we want people to experience downtown Bellingham as well. Yeah, I'm looking forward to going back to the uh, Radio Museum because we, we've had our party there a few times in the past, and it's always been a blast, and everyone really enjoys it. So it should be good. Well, that sounds like that's something just to go to Bellingham Forest to visit that right. and, location. Yeah, absolutely. And as long as you, as Carl said, there's going to be free beer and appetizers, all you have to do is when you get to the fest, register and get a, a, a badge, and your badge will be your ticket to get you into the, the party. So it's all free. Okay, that sounds like the um, Linux Fest is going to have a really exciting two days. And um, I want to ask you at this point, um, is there anything else you want to inform the HP listeners, HPR listeners about for the Linux Fest Northwest in April 28th and 29th of 2012? Well, I would just say that um, we're really proud that our fest has a uh, you know, reputation as being sort of the laid-back fest. And we try and give a, a really fun atmosphere. We also encourage people to bring their families. And we try and have some activities for kids to go to. Uh, I think we'll have some, we usually have some robots around and things like that and, and uh, activities for kids to do. So if you haven't been to the fest, it's a, it's a great couple of days and uh, we certainly encourage people. Yeah, it's really unlike any other conference that, that I know about. Um, you know, just really some people who are dedicated to, to what they're working on and interested and interesting and, um, genuine and collaborative it's just uh, quite an environment I, I think it's I don't know of anything else that's quite like it and we, we do a, a survey after every or during the fest where we ask people you know what can we do better and you know all that kind of things and what did you enjoy most about the fest and that particular question when we ask people you know what did, what did you enjoy most about the fest what was the thing you liked the most you know, and some people say sessions or, you know, some exhibit or something like that. But the the most common thing that people say is that they enjoyed the social nature of getting a chance to talk to other geeks and talk about open source and Linux and all that. So that's a big part of the fest. Okay, it sounds like it's going to be an exciting time. And um, I want to um, ask you to um, um, please tell the HPR audience again, the dates of the fest and where it is located at and um, perhaps the closest major transportation to the area if they were going to fly in from somewhere else to be able to go to the Linux okay. Fest Northwest. It is um, April 28th and 29th, that's Saturday and Sunday in Bellingham, Washington, specifically at Bellingham Technical College. Um, if you get within sight of Bellingham Technical College, it should be no problem for you to find the fest. We pretty much take over the campus. Um, the nearest transportation hub is Bellingham International Airport. Um, <clears throat> if you're coming from the West Coast, um, there are direct flights in from 
from many cities along the West Coast. Uh, a train ride from Portland is one of the more enjoyable uh, ways to get here. Uh, we're about 100 miles north of Seattle and um, maybe 50 miles south of Vancouver. Um, so it's, um, uh, let's see, uh, I-5 is the major corridor. Um, I think that's, John, anything else I missed? Well, and once I mean, if you go to linuxfestnorthwest.org, we'll have uh, maps and instructions. We also have some lists of uh, local uh, hotels that are offering discounts and things like that. So uh, our website is probably the best, uh, best spot for uh, more information. Well, real good, and I want to um, say thank you, John, and thank you, Carl, for um, coming on Hacker Public Radio and telling us about Linux Fest Northwest. And I, for one, will be seeing you there because I am going to be manning the HPR table there at Linux Fest Northwest, and we hope to get some other interviews there and people interested in contributing to Hacker Public Radio. And Hacker Public Radio doesn't take a, someone to interview you. You can just make an episode yourself and... All the details are available at hackerpublicradio.org. And thank you very much for coming on today with me and talking about Linux Fest Northwest. I'm excited to attend. Great. Thank you for having thank us. Thank you. You have been listening to Hacker Public Radio at hackerpublicradio.org. We are a community podcast network that releases shows every weekday, Monday through Friday. Today's show, like all our shows, was contributed by a HBR listener like yourself. If you ever considered recording a podcast, then visit our website to find out how easy it really is. Hacker Public Radio was founded by the Digital Dog Pound and the Infonomicon Computer Club. HBR is funded by the Binary Revolution at binrev.com. All BinRef projects are proudly sponsored by Lunar Pages. From shared hosting to custom private clouds, go to lunarpages.com for all your hosting needs. Unless otherwise stated, today's show is released under a Creative Commons Attribution Share Alike 3.0 license.